When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, Funchy, you're in for Lauda today. What do you got? All right, guys. Um, I don't know if you've ever, got, if you've ever done this uh, in Pasadena. Every second Sunday, they do a big, uh, what, like a big yard sale, basically. Flea market. Flea market. Flea at, market. A flea market at the Rose Bowl. Really? Oh, yeah. you know what? I've, yeah. oh, I've not been. But I've heard amazing things Me about too. this. Me too. I really, yeah. I've heard amazing things yeah. about this. I really want to go to. I like buying very obscure sports jerseys and records. Yeah, it's awesome. I when I lived in Pasadena, we would go occasionally, and it was pretty awesome. Like it just the, they always have really cool, weird vintage stuff. Is that what it is though? Is it like vintage clothing, vintage? Music? I mean, it's pre- it's a flea market. It's a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's not just you know, it's not just that, but. Are you guys are you guys flea market people? Do you guys have yard When I grew up, yeah, when I grew up Funchy, um, you know, my pa- I mean, we we grew up relatively poor and my parents, you know, over time uh were, you know, were able to get better jobs, but when I was very young, yeah, we there was a flea market 5 10 minutes from my house and we'd we'd go on the weekends, sure. So my uh <laughs> my mother, she worked in the flea market forever. My mother was like, "Ma, why are you working at the flea market, Ma?" She's like, ah, I need to get out of the house and do something, you know. So she worked at like a sunglass place at the flea market. You know, my mother would always come home with these horrible sunglasses. She's like, they're so good for you. They are so, these sunglasses are so good for you. I like, bet she could sell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, mom worked in, she worked in probably five or six different stores inside the flea market. And when I say flea market, this wasn't one of these pop-up weekend flea markets. This was an everyday Yenta Fest, you know, and she was there caught up in the middle of it all but i do like these like when you when you get to a weekend kind of a um farmer's market flea market i just was at one a couple weeks ago and and this guy had all these old crazy vintage t-shirts and i was like Am I really going to spend like $35 on a t-shirt that was a promotional giveaway at a game? It's like $35, $40, right? For like a shirt from 1970 with holes in it and stuff like that, right? Right. Coffee stains. Now, farmer's market I love. So um, by me, there's two farmer's markets I like to go to. Um, There's one in Torrance, which is, as you know, I love Torrance. It's my, uh, you know, arguably my favorite city along with Downey. Um, Great farmer's market right on Crenshaw. And I also there's one in Redondo Beach that's pretty good too, right by the pier. That's a pretty decent. It's much smaller, uh, but but they do a nice job there as well. Farmers markets are great because anybody who comes there, if they're making smoothies or they're making coffees or they've got a, like a food truck sort of like mobile catering, like they bring out their best. And I I love going to a farmers market on a Sunday afternoon and having lunch there and just looking around at what everybody's got like. I don't think I need a new set of knives, but they're here, and they brought them. And I think that's kind of cool, and I want to support them. Why Wait, not? I, so I want to say one thing about my farmer's market experience this past weekend. So I go to the Marina Del Rey uh, farmer's market a lot. Uh, it's literally right across from the street from me. 
So I wanted some strawberries, but I like the big strawberries, and I like the ones that are sweet. I get so mad when I buy strawberries, and they're you bite into them, and they're like sour. Yeah, just like, same with blueberries. They're not ripe. Yeah. Right. Blueberries need to be like rock-solid crunch. Totally. Yeah. So I go there, and I'm, I asked them if I could taste the strawberries, because, you know, they're like this big, huge thing of them. I yeah. just want to taste one, because people do that there. And he's like, yeah, sure, cuts it in half. I eat one of me in my room, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to get a bunch of these. So I bought like the three Three packs of them or whatever for 15 bucks. I take them home. The dude totally bait and switched me. <laughs> and there was like three good strawberries on top. And the rest were like gross. And like one of them was moldy. I had to throw like six or seven of them out. I was so mad. So I'm going to go back this weekend and be like, hey, man, I think you owe me an apology for giving me some, some bad strawberries. Not necessarily an apology. Just how about you owe me some sweet strawberries? Yeah. Or, or just some good strawberries I can eat. I had to throw a bunch of them away. Wow. Dude. Am I rude uh, the, if I go there's back? A- there's a place in, in PV, in Palos Verdes, that it's literally a strawberry stand. Like, that's all it is. It's a strawberry stand in, like, the parking lot of, a, um, of like, a, a, an urgent care. <laughs> and this little stand, like a wooden stand, okay? Uh, there's a person in there, and they're literally only in there a couple days a week. And it's usually in, like, the morning, maybe in early afternoon, and then they're done. And once they're done with strawberries that they bring from the farm, it's over. Like they and they don't open again the window until there's more strawberries. So like you just got to know where to go. Like yeah, I, that's 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 the key to all I that. Like but I'm stunned over. that that's the case. I like to pull over on the side of the road when I see somebody selling avocados. And the reason I like to pull over on the side of the road is because I like it when they give you a little bit of warning, like avocados. Okay, so you see a handwritten sign, Coming avocados. Yep. Right. Then then you go about another hundred feet. And it's like avocados i'm like okay these avocados are coming and then you finally see the stand and you're like you know what i i braked a little bit they gave me fair warning i'm pulling over and i'm buying this guy's avocados i don't know why i like to do that it's good marketing good guerrilla marketing yeah. it's like seeing the alien jerky on the way to vegas right alien jerky you've seen what? that the alien jerky sign billboards and stuff like that get some no. alien beef jerky no. I have. I've seen it. Yeah. I've never stopped, but I've I never seen stopped it, yeah. either, but I I'm curious. Yeah. I've only a lot it's in Baker, signs. right? There are a lot of yeah, signs. Bakers, yeah. yeah. Bakers yeah. and uh yeah. yeah. On the on the way on the way yeah. to Vegas, there are a lot of signs to like I think there's like some place that I always see a sign it's like Nico the Greco. Stop in for Greek oh, food. Oh, yeah, the mad, the mad Greek. That's yeah, what it is. The mad Greek. Yeah, the mad Greek. I've seen I'm like I look at that and I'm like I want to go get a euro sandwich from the mad Greek. I've never been, but I heard so many good things about it. Yeah. I know, a lot of signs get me thinking. There's I, a lot of a, a, like funky stuff uh, on the way to Vegas. What's the name of that giant ice cream place again? Eddie World or something like that? Yeah, Eddie's World. It's a big candy ice yeah. cream store. Is there a place yeah. also on the way that's got like giant dinosaur thingies? Well, that's in uh, Ca- Cabazon. I went there. It's by uh, kind of by Morongo Casino. Good times. And, uh, yeah, I was kind of disappointed, though, because when I went there, they were painted for Halloween, so it wasn't like the regular dinosaur. I mm-hmm. wanted it to yeah. look like from Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was wearing, like, <laughs> he, was, he was painted as Fred Flintstone, and I was like, oh, this isn't like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big time. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, you can go see the dinosaurs. It's kind of cool. Look what you did, um, Funch. I mean, just talking about the farmer's market or the flea market at the Rose Bowl has turned Led us into to all these this. conversations. Right. Yeah. Well, that's that. good, right? Yeah. It's good. In, yeah, yeah. Nice. Way to, way to start it up, man. Yeah. Get it going. Uh, so let's get speaking of conversations. You said mm. Ireland wanted to choke out Travis today. That <laughs> I, that literally Amanda was going to have to call, like separate them with security. HR might have had to have intervened. Like who knows what would have happened. So let me hear this conversation, Funchy. It's about LeBron. Stephen A. on first take today said that with all with all due respect, 
I love LeBron James. I love the man like a brother. I do. But LeBron James should be traded from the Lakers. But he I says it's it. in the best interest for both sides, which I wouldn't I wouldn't argue against. I got to be honest with you. Um, although I get why no one why they wouldn't trade him. Um, and Ireland um, was a little passionate about it. Uh, let's just more say than that he was pissed. He Let, was legitimately. Let's hear. Angry. Let's hear it. Yeah. All right. Here it is that you don't get that. Thank God, Jerry Buss got for years. Mm-hmm. Star driven town. Star driven town. Star driven town. Star effing driven town. You want to get rid of the star, and you have no plan. One of the to stars. Him. One of oh the my stars. God, I've never seen John Ireland. One of the stars so never plays. One of the stars never played. You look like steam was going to come out of your ears. <laughs> one I, I one of the stars. I got scared. I got scared. scared me a little. Bit. <laughs> no, it's not. One of the stars doesn't play, and the other guy's going into year twenty. That, the, 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 I'm yeah. not saying don't find the next generation of stars. Mace, Mace, I'm, not, I'm saying these are the wrong guys. Having actors that were famous 20 years ago in a bad movie, is that a star vehicle? Mace, Mace, That's what I, we're talking about. Okay, sure. What's Throw the, some of me. What's the difference? What's you got to start screaming, Al. You got to start banging on the desk. What's the Pound the table. Pretty serious, wow. George. I mean, when I mean, I, honestly, I don't think I've heard Ireland that fired up ever about anything. Like, driven town. I mean, John Ireland. I, well, I, if I had to rank the most rational people at the station, okay, mm-hmm. I do believe Travis is number one. Like, he is the one seed there. Do you agree or disagree with that? Um, I'm going to disagree with that. I want to hear the rest really? of your list. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm so sh- I'm not so positive. Okay, Funchy, you actually one. work with him a ton. You find Travis years. to be like, rational? Yeah, Travis, right, yeah. most rational person the here, most coolest guy here. I see. cool. No, I different mean, like, than rational. Well, I mean, like cool, level-headed. I don't. I've never right, seen him calm get, and collected. I've never yes. seen him get like out, irated or something, or just mad at anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've never been yeah. irated. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. It's a good word. Now that's right out of my playbook, pal. Now, let me ask you, why do you think Travis is not the most rational person here? Well, I had to really start thinking about my rational rankings. I mean, do, I mean, you don't think you're the most rational person here, do you? Um, nah, probably not. I mean, if I'm really looking in the mirror, you know, and I'm really being honest with myself, I mean, nah, I'm probably not the most rational person. I'm, I'm okay. more emotional than rational. What, you don't think you're the most rational person, do you? No, I just said it was Travis, for God's sake. Did you not listen to me? Not at all. Not one bit. Didn't I mean, for the said. love of God, not how one. many times do we do this where I literally said something 20 seconds ago? Okay, so you've got... You're, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Do you realize how ridiculous it is that I started the conversation by saying that Travis is probably the most rational person on the station? You then start arguing with me, saying that you don't believe he's the most rational person. And then I say, well, you don't believe you're the most rational person, do you? And then you put it back on me and yeah. ask me the that's right. That's right. Because I, let me rhetorical. Ask you this. Hold on. Hold on. The same rhetorical question, despite the fact that I have already stated on the front end that I think it's Travis. Well, hold on. Do you think you're the second most rational person? At the no. Station? Where do you think? No. You rank I was going to say. Rankings? I was going to say that it was John Ireland. Okay. But after listening to that, I may have to reassess. Oh, really? Because he's become more emotional than rational, is what you're saying. Well, at least uh, at the moment, it seems like. Where are you on this list of rational? You got you got Travis is somewhere most. in the middle of the pack. Right, Travis one, Ireland two. Keep going. I mean, somewhere in the middle of the pack. Are we including like people who um are like filling hosts and stuff like that sure, too? Sure, you can go filling hosts. Okay, so then Ireland no longer two. Um, I would say Ramona two now. She's now number two. Ramona is now the second most rational person at the station behind Travis. Correct. Okay. 
Then did, did Ireland go from two to three, or did he make a much bigger Because Ramona drop? gets a little bit out of shape during Game of Games. That's the only time I've ever seen her get emotional. Hmm. But outside of that, she's she's always in control. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah. She gets a little feisty during the competitions. Now, where, where would you say Mason is on the national oh, rankings? Oh, way down. Um, I don't know. Mm, I shouldn't say way down. I probably should have over. That was probably an overreaction. Okay, if I had to do it, it would be Travis, Ramona, then like DeMarco, I would say. DeMarco's a rational person. I would go with that. Yeah. So then beyond that. Um, you know what's so smart about DeMarco is how frequently he agrees with me and disagrees with you, which makes him very high on my rational about? rankings. The, literally the day we were all together, yeah. he, he, all he did was look at you like, really? No, he looked at you and said, I agree with Cap. No, he didn't. Over and over and over again. All right, let, go back to Friday's podcast and listen to it. I don't need to listen to it. I lived it. I mean, okay. But you also never actually realize what you're what is actually happening. Like, you live in an alternative reality. Well, I don't know if I'd call it alternative. I mean, I'd call it my own reality. And in my <laughs> reality, in my reality, uh, DeMarco Farr was like, George, I got to be honest with you here. I agree with Cap. I he see also it Cap's call, way. He also called you a loony a, a couple of times. That may have been the case. That may have been the case. Yeah. But, again, we caught Okay, so let me of, finish my ranking. What is Can your I ranking? do that? Keep going. Keep going. Okay, so uh, you know, so DeMarco, Clinton, I would say. Clinton more After rational. that. Mm-hmm. Um... Then I'd say, you know, me and Mason in there somewhere after that. Or no, you know, Sliwa. Sliwa. Don't misunderstand. Don't misunderstand a lack of emotion for a great amount of ration. I don't feel like, I, you know, I think Sliwa outside of the uh, trial of this entry is pretty rational for okay. the most part. All right. So then wait a second. So far, what I'm thinking here is now you've got me at the very bottom of the rational rankings here. At seven ten, yes. I think that's yes, fair, yes. Cap. No offense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to gang up on you. No I just, gang. You know, you you. Th- I'm last in the rational rankings. Yeah, Funchy. What do you think? Uh, I think Mason's lower than you. I think you. Guys okay, well there you right go. There. But basically, saying you're second to last. Okay, what about point. Sedano? Where's Sedano born? <laughs> Jeez. Sedano's right there with me. He come on. There's no way Sedano is considered he rational. Be, you know, he might be a slot or two above you. Really? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. 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 Not much, though. Not if much. Any, not much. If, not much. If not any. Much. Not much. Yeah. Oh, like we're Michael way Thompson over this might break. Be, Michael right Thompson now. might be between Oh, I forgot Michael. No, Michael's not that rational. He's super emotional. All right. Yeah, we did. We're way the over the break, here. actually. So, basically, these two guys got into a fight over LeBron. Pretty much. Okay? And now we got a bunch of people on hold that still want to get in on this conversation. Okay, so let's do that. Let's do that on the other side. Um, I also want to give away uh, the opportunity to hang out with Mason, the more rational than Cap Mason at the Lombardi party on May 12th at Hollywood Park Casino. Caller number seven right now, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We do have a, a couple of open lines. We'll get and win a trip to that party. We're way over the break. We'll be back in 90 seconds. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Like the world. Great song. Love this song. Duran Duran, really good. I saw Duran Duran about two years ago. No, nah, maybe a little longer. It was right before the pandemic. I saw Duran Duran at a music festival, and they were still great. Oh, yeah, man. I've had friends go. I haven't seen them in concert, but I had a lot of friends see them in the past, and they're awesome. Yeah. Hey, by the way, the movie 16 Candles. This movie came up yesterday when we did uh, some crossing over here with Mason and Ireland, and we were talking about all-time great rom-coms. Mm-hmm. And they said to me, name a rom-com that you love. And I said, does 16 Candles count? And they're like, oh, yeah, for sure. Those movies, 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, and other ones that were like Anthony Michael Hall, Molly Ringwald, those those were great movies. I, I could still watch 16 Candles today. Can't yeah. watch Star Wars, but could watch 16 Candles, no problem. When Harry Met Sally is, is I think, the best rom-com still. Well, that's why you said that yesterday, Mr. Rational. Yeah. yeah. Um, I And what else? Let me see. Jerry Maguire is a rom-com. Is it? Yeah. Is it considered yes, a comedy? Is it? Absolutely. Uh-huh. The you... whole story is about them getting together. I mean, yeah, there's sports in between, but. No, no. The, the rom part I knew, but the com part, which, you know, there were parts oh, of the Oh, man. Come on. The human head weighs eight pounds. Um, I mean, Rod was pretty the bleep, funny himself. The bleeping zoo is closed. You said bleep. You know, like, there's a lot of funny lines in that movie. Hey, by the way, I need to um, just. Rod uh, Tidwell, yeah. I need to make a retraction of something I said earlier on the show. Oh, boy, I need to. Here we go. Yeah, I'm in trouble with management now, George. So I've, I need do? to I need to make a retraction on something that I said earlier in the show that was considered inaccurate. And um, I called the time that was spent together between Mason and Ireland and Sedano and Cap. I called it a crossover. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to retract that statement and refer to it from here forward as the super crosstalk. Yes. Okay. Like sometimes there's a motorcycle race and that's a super cross, but this is a super crosstalk. Yes. And so I needed to retract that for legal purposes, and I've done that now. Stay on brand, bro. Yeah, there you um, go. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is a great rom-com, too. That's another really good one. I think I've and, only seen that one time. What's the guy's name in that movie, the guy who plays the uh, – The guy who's playing um, – What's his name? Uh, what's that guy's name? Jason Siegel. Is that his name? Yeah. He's great in that Muppet movie. Love yeah, that he movie. is great in the Muppet movie. I love it. He's good in winning time, too. He's good in winning time, too. He is good in winning time. Wait, which yeah, guy is he in winning time? time? Westhead. Westhead. Come on. Yeah, yeah. He, he did. He, he he doesn't look like he does look very unrecognizable. It took me like yeah. two episodes to figure it out. I didn't really? I didn't know that. Oh, no. I knew it right away. Yeah. No, I was like, I was like, I got to. How do I know that guy? Because you're not used to seeing him with like straight, longer hair. How I met your hair. mother. Yeah. 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 How I met your mother. Right. Um, I also like High Fidelity. That's kind of like a hipster, I think, rom-com for me, I feel like. But it's a great movie. Have you guys seen Crazy Rich Asians? I have. I have. Yeah, good I've movie. seen it multiple times. Very good it's a movie. good, good movie. Yeah. 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 Believe it I love the, I uh, the end when she's playing, um, I, you know, that domino-style game at the end with the mom. I thought that was pretty badass. You I impressed am? that I saw that? Crazy Rich Asians? You're yeah, surprised? yeah. I feel like that's not something. I would never seen. have guessed you would have yeah. seen the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They, have a, they have a slot machine named after that movie. Really? Oh, yeah. They so, have a pinball yeah, machine named after The Who. Cool. Just trying to meet Who you. Plays pinball. I'm trying to meet you halfway here. Yeah. You know. Uh, all right. Let's get to Who the calls on pinball? this uh, LeBron thing that Ireland and Travis were fighting about. Uh, Manuel and Gardena. Manuel, cómo estás, mi hermano? A little sabor. What is up, Sedano? What's up, Lindsay? Baseball, Funchy, and my dude, Scotty the Cap. How the hell are you guys? I'll tell you how I am. 
I'm better because I'm listening to the tour de force that is Sedano and Kaplan on AM 710. So I have to co-sign with Cap, all right? I think we need to give this big three about 60 games to really marinate because it's, it's a trip how we fell in love with them last summer and now all of a sudden we want to ship them all out. Now, don't get me wrong, Sedano, like you were saying, I could see the angle of getting rid of LeBron and trying to bring in some talent, but I'm not in no more fire sales. We got to get talent for talent, and we know we're not going to get it when you're talking LeBron and AD. So I say we ride with the trio. We got to bring in the right coach, but more importantly, we got to bring in the right roster. You know what I mean? I'm feeling you in a big way. Way to go, Manuel. By the way, are you and me still a date for the Mandy's or what? Hey, man, you tell me. I don't want yeah, to you tell him, Rachel's Cap. toes, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rachel and you, I, I, I got your back, Cap. Yeah. All right? That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, in your all right, Manuel. Good work. Yeah, right Thank on. you, brother. And today I got here to the studio here in L.A. Live under the expectation that I was going to sit down with management and George explain to everybody how yeah. many tickets for the Mandy's I needed. Yeah, I don't think you realize that there's not like an unlimited supply for you. I'm not suggesting unlimited, but I'm going to need at least 12. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Well, this is the way I roll. So you keep promising Manuel, and Manuel is smart enough to realize you tell me because he also knows you're kind of full of crap No, no, no. Listen to me. This is the way I get down. You know what you are? What? You're full of cap. Nice. I like that. That's a good segment idea. Full of cap. I like that We should do that I do like that. Where it, you know, you know how they do the lie of the day. Actually, full of cap is better because all you do is tell lies. In that is that is a lie, right? Well, they do do a factor cap on Travis and Sliwa. Right, but full of cap is a funnier way to describe yeah. it. Yeah. I like it. In the meantime, yeah. and I, then you you tell us if what you we guess if what you're saying is is real or not. Okay, which I'll, more I'm, times than not is going to be. This is real. Me. I showed up here today at the 710 yeah. Studios again under the expectation that I was going to sit down with management and explain this is the way I get down. I mean, I got people that come with me. Like when I show up, it's kind of like when Forrest Gump is running through the country and all of a sudden there's a thousand people behind him or when Rocky is running through Philadelphia and everybody's chasing Rocky. When I show up, there's a lot of people with me, not behind, alongside. And so I need extra tickets for the Mandy's. A lot. Yeah. Well, for real. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Are you showing up like a draft prospect at the draft or something with a table full of people and everything? It's just that I got a lot of listeners that are depending on me to come with Adios me. Mio. Okay. All right. Well, you figure that out. Let me go to Emilio Moore Park, who's been waiting on hold for a really long time while you've been yapping. I think this is Elliot in Torrance. Oh, I'm sorry. Elliot. Town. My bad. Elliot. Elliot. Emilio Moore Park okay. is the, word, the gentleman who won believe the contest. Or, believe it or it's not, okay. I took three years of Spanish, and that was my Spanish name. But, uh, What's happening, gentlemen? What's up? Oh, well, well, I do want to congratulate Emilio in Moore Park, who won the contest, who's going to go see uh, <laughs> the Lombardi Trophy with Steve Mason. But, uh, Elliot, my bad. Go ahead, Elliot. No worries, bro. Let me break this down the best I can. It's not that we need to get rid of LeBron. We need to just control his minutes. Now, all of his injuries, except for the last one, which was the knee, were freak injuries. The knee showed wear and tear. When you start getting the wear and tear injuries, that's when things become trouble. By the way, before I say anything else, Scott. Sir. Fellow men, fellow mensch from Squirrel Hill. Hey. 
I hear you. I hear you, bro. All right. Hey, listen, yins are, <laughs> yins are dying over there in that. Um, Squirrel Hill, George, is the uh, is the Hebrew section of Pittsburgh. Ah. And I'm with you, my Lonsman now, brother. Go ahead. Now, let me go on. I'm going to give you a quick scenario of what happened these past five years. Now, please bear with me because this is – I think this tells it like it is. Okay. First mistake, Magic Johnson not signing – not taking uh, uh, Tatum instead of Lonzo Ball. Remember, oh, yeah. That was the first big, biggest mistake that nobody even talks about it. Correct. If you well, were, you know what? Stephen you, A. Smith Stephen A. Smith does give him crap all the time for that because he told them you should okay. have taken Jason Tatum. Yeah. So the second thing is, and oh, no, we would have sacrificed the championship. Could you imagine if we still had Brandon Ingram and Tatum? That's your future. We would have had two super solid guys. Second thing, we don't value bigs anymore on this team, okay? You, look at the, Chris Paul. The first thing he said at the end of last season, Let's go get JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee is really an adequate, above adequate center. He is an excellent player, and he, we never gave him any, you know, another, another guy, DeMarcus Cousins. He's an enforcer. Nobody fears the Lakers. You put a guy like DeMarcus Cousins down in the box, and you've got some problems. Plus, he's a stretch five. Now, last but not least, this Bibigo crap, okay? We signed a five-year, $100 million. They got cash. Okay, cash money the Lakers got, and they went on the cheap and didn't keep Alex Caruso. I mean, those things all add up to where we're at right now. Give me your take on this, guys, and thanks for letting me uh, spew a little bit. All right, pal, real quick, we'll, we'll, we'll do that on the other side because we're way up against the break. Um, and, and look, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't call their sponsor crap. Um, I think the sponsor's good, no, I but think I think his point, his cash. point was about spending the money, right. um, in yeah. luxury tax. Right. I get it. Um, but I just wanted to delineate from that real quick. Um, we'll address it on the other side. We'll play big deal, no deal first, and then we'll, we'll have that conversation, uh, address the stuff that he laid out cap, because I think he laid it out pretty well, a multiple things. So well that uh, we let him keep going. Yeah. He's not full of cap like you. But that is a segment we will do eventually. All right. Coming up next, Big Deal or No Deal. We're back in two minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thank you very much. Linz, what do you got? Well, oh, man. 
I need like so rinse my mouth out. I just took a swig of my Why? water bottle that yeah. was sitting in the office. I have two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I left it. I did. I I left it here. What two Overnight? weeks ago? Two weeks oh, ago? two weeks? You drank two week old water? No, I didn't know. And I just because oh. I had two. They, they're the exact same water bottle. I oh. just went and took a swig of it, and it's like moldy, disgusting. Oh. Oh, so grossed out right now. I just threw my my water, other water bottle Spit in the trash. Ugh. Oh my god, so grossed out. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I had to paint the visual because I don't know. I, I don't know what happened there. Blah! Very gross. Or hold on. Ah! Yeah, that's, that's what I was talking about. All right, all right. So speaking of gross things, mm-hmm. no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Oh. Um. So Pete Davidson has a certain glow <laughs> about him. Speaking of gross things, uh, I mentioned Pete Davidson. Yeah, he's not gross. He's all right. You know, he's he's cool. Whatever. Leave Pete, leave Pete Davidson alone. Except for this, okay? So he's got a certain glow about him lately, you may have noticed. And it's not just his new relationship shimmer. The comedian has gotten a spray tan. Pete's bronze glow was very apparent while he was walking the red carpet at the Met Gala with his girlfriend, Kim Kardashian. It's a new look for Pete Davidson, as he's never exactly been much of a style icon. And it's actually kind of funny if you think about, like, how that conversation went down, like, with him and Kim or maybe even Kris Jenner. Like, Pete, you know, you're going to need to get, like, a little bit of a spray tan. You're kind of pale. But anyway, do you think that Pete Davidson getting a spray tan before the Met Gala is a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Yeah, it's a big deal because he's, uh, you know, his brand is I look like a goblin, basically, you know, most days. So, yeah, I would say big deal. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to say no deal. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Can someone explain it to me? And if and if you can, and then I do get Wait, it. Wait, explain spray tans or explain Pete Davidson? Pete Davidson. Is he funny? Oh. Is he funny? Is it me? I don't think he's that funny. I don't find him funny at all. I don't understand yeah. what it is. Well, you but, know, you know it's, funny is subjective, man. You know that uh, we talked about going to the Dave Chappelle show that I really wanted to go to, and we were like, yeah, we'll go uh, Friday after the Rams house. And then you said you couldn't go because it's too long and blah, blah, blah. I just blah. didn't want to see Pete Davidson, who had opened for you him the didn't night before. Know. You didn't know that he opened for him. I did know. Well, everyone said he was really funny. Yeah, I did know. I knew that Thursday night he had opened for him. And I was like, I don't want to see Pete Davidson. Now, where but the why mistake- are you so against it if you, do, if, you, if you don't know if he's funny or not? I think it would have been a great learning experience for you to then have a more accurate. Right. Well, but That's now, a fair point, but, Lindsay. But, but as it turns out, just so you know. It was Bill Burr who opened for Dave Chappelle the next night. Now, that is something I would have liked to have seen. Right, but I, I get Bill Burr's funny and you like his comedy, but if you you don't see, you don't think Pete Davidson could have surprised you and said, oh, that was funnier than I thought it was going to be. I'm, I'm willing to see Pete Davidson do stand-up. Um, I just don't I, – what I see of him and what I know of him, I don't get the whole thing. And I don't – I never really find him funny on SNL. So I don't understand why he's been – why he's so blown up, and what 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 is it? What's special about Pete that I should know as somebody who loves comedy? I feel like he's similar to um, Andy Samberg in a way where totally different types of comedians, but he, you know, there's definitely like a niche crowd and audience for his type of humor. Like I love Andy Samberg and Hot Rod. I think that's one of the funniest movies ever. But I know a lot of people that are like, eh, I just don't get it. I don't think that movie's funny. And I'm like, okay, well, I couldn't like marry you. But, you know, I think that's hilarious. If you laugh at that movie, we're good. Andy Samberg um, was really funny when he was on SNL. 
I just I, haven't uh, seen Pete David. Well, I mean, see, see, Sedano doesn't think so. You know, I, feel I mean, like, he's you know, funny-ish. I don't think everything he did was that. Funny. I don't either. I don't actually find him to be that great either. But when he was on SNL, yeah. he made me laugh. Kyle Mooney okay. is the funniest person on SNL. I don't even know if he's still on it this season, but Kyle Mooney is like underrated, hilarious. See the guy with the long curly hair? Yes, he's yeah. so so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, his skits yeah. on YouTube are great. I met a guy who looks just like him at the airport in Boston when I was flying back to LA the other day. He does a really, really funny, uh, like, YouTube series thing, whatever, back before he blew up, where he would go to, to games as a reporter, and he would go to the, the Giants games, and he, he's like this really shy, awkward reporter going up to actual San Francisco Giants players and asking them these really weird questions, and, like, he couldn't get out the question, and, and, and they were kind of, like, mean and weird towards him, and it was so funny. It was great. I'll have to check that out. One of my favorite things. I'll send you the link. It's called Ball Champs. But Did you say Ball Champs? Yep, Ball Champs. Very right. funny. Very funny. Okay. All right, so uh, anyway, moving on to the next one here. Family and friends at a funeral in Peru were shocked when the woman being laid to rest suddenly began banging on the inside of her casket. No way. Yep, yep. So the lady was involved in a terrible car crash late last month where the doctors thought that she was killed in the accident, and her family scheduled her funeral for the following day. Those in attendance were paying their respects when they started hearing a banging sound coming from the casket. The woman, they opened it up. She turned out to be alive, but she was in a very fragile state. So they rushed her to the hospital. Holy crap. But she died before they got there. Oh, that's horrible. Right. So now the family's like, what the heck's going on here? Obviously, this is a big deal. But what would you do if... You were at this funeral and this happened. <laughs> I would, I would, oh I would be freaked out. Oh my goodness! Yeah, completely freaked out. Wow, she's banging on the on the casket from the inside. They open up the casket to find out that she's alive. They then try and get her to the hospital because she's obviously like on death's doorstep, and they can't get her to the hospital to keep her alive. Oh, that's just a horrible story. Like, what would you do if, like, let's just say, like, an acquaintance of yours, if that happened? Like, how would you even react to that? What would you do? I would think someone would I'd be mortified. Me. Yeah, I'd be mortified. Yeah. I'd be looking around for the uh, hidden cameras. Well, what sure. I'd want to know is I'd want to talk to the funeral director. Excuse me. Excuse me. Can I speak to you over here for a quick second? So you're the person that put her body in the casket, right? Yeah. You didn't realize that she was breathing? You, you, well, wait, aren't somebody, isn't somebody like, aren't those people like in the caskets embalmed anyway? I, I do believe so, but I'm thinking that since this took place in Peru, I think they might, and the, the funeral was oh, like the next true. day. I'm yeah. assuming they have like different types of like culture, traditions, and. Yeah, perhaps that's true. You're right. Yeah, they yeah. could be embalmed after the, after the wake. Because I feel like normally in the U.S., it's like a couple days, yeah. you know, between the death and the funeral. My so. grandfather told me when I was a little kid. He said, listen, he goes, if anybody in our family ever dies, which they're all going to, by the way, he said, before they ever put the casket in the ground, you open it up and you make sure that the body is in the casket. And I said, why is that, Grandpa? And he said, because I know back in the day they would sell you the casket, put your body in there, close the casket, put you in the ground, bury you. Then when the family leaves, they'd, they'd unbury you, take your body out, throw you in the garbage and sell the same casket over and over again. So, like, my grandfather, like, put this in my head. You must oh, always terrible. make sure that you're in the casket. I know. Horrible, right? Yeah, that's really horrible. You know the emotional damage that was done to a little kid? I was, like, oh. five when he was telling me this. <laughs> Yikes. 
for reals. Oh, what's next, Lindsay? All right, so last one here. So California, which has an economy larger than all but four countries and where much yes. of the world's technological innovation is born, became the first state to formally begin examining how to broadly adapt to cryptocurrency and related innovations. Uh, Cap's buddy, Gavin Newsom. He's texting me right now. Exactly. He's texting you because he signed an executive order for state in agencies to move in tandem with the government to craft regulations for digital currencies. It also calls for uh, officials to explore incorporating broader blockchain computer coding into government operations. So they're going to regulate it, make this a part of banking and everyday life. I think this is a pretty big deal. But, yeah. Cap, since you're so like hesitant to get on board with all this, how do you feel about this? I feel... What I heard you just say um, excites me in this way. The notion of blockchain and using, I, th I think blockchain technology in the next five years will become very commonplace. And I think everybody will understand what blockchain is and what it does. I've only been reluctant to, to, to invest in crypto because for the longest time, the Coinbase app wouldn't work for me. And now that I finally got it working, I got no money left. You know what I'm saying? Well, you could do what I did and what um, I actually had my mom do was yeah. invest like $20 a week. Just have like it take $20 a Yeah, they call week. it DCA, yeah. dollar yeah. cost averaging. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, right now, um, if Tulane University will take Bitcoin, um, we could have that conversation about me starting to invest in Bitcoin. But right now. You don't need a lot. Like I said, $20 a week kept. My $20 a week over the course of last summer, two summers ago, turned into a good down payment for a new car for me. Wow. Congrats. So, I know a guy who came up to me recently. He's a 710 listener, and I was in a pizza shop, and he's like, yo, I listen to you and Sedano. I'm a big fan. Great, right, great. That's nice. He goes, dude, he looked at me. He goes, you're looking at a Bitcoin millionaire. And I said, oh, really? He said, yeah. I was a teacher in school, and I got into Bitcoin real early. He goes, and now I'm retired. He goes, I'm not even a teacher anymore. I'm a Bitcoin millionaire. I said, wow, congratulations. Awesome. I, know, I know another guy who was a cameraman for CBS, did NFL football games. This yeah. guy would always call me. He's like, dude, I'm down on my luck. You have no idea. My ex wife. I mean, I felt so bad for the guy. And I, I ran into him. He's like, dude, I invested a little bit of money into Bitcoin early, and I made a fortune. I'm like, I am so happy for you. So these success stories, I love to hear them. And then you have stories like me where my, uh, you know, I think I told, I don't know if I told you guys this, but I definitely told it on Mason in Ireland way back in like 20, you know, 10, 20, 11, I don't know, right when it came out. I think it came out in 2007 maybe. Um I was trying to, I know my dad listens to the show, but so sorry, dad, but like I was trying to like see if you could actually like buy weed on the internet. And <laughs> at the time, the only, it was, you know, it's still not legal in Ohio, but I just wanted to see like, is this possible? You know, they talk about the, uh, the dark net or whatever. So I, I, my boyfriend at the time was like, yeah, you just have to buy Bitcoin. So I bought like 10 or 15 Bitcoin, right? Cause they were a few dollars and I was trying to come up with like $50, buy like $50 worth of Bitcoin. And I had like, like I said, somewhere for between ten and fifteen, like thirteen Bitcoin. And at, back then, they didn't have all these uh, exchanges the way that they do now. You store yeah, them. Yeah, you had to do that drive. stuff on like the dark web. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, to and your point. you stored yeah. the the keys on a hard drive. And I moved probably five times since then. Sold my house. I tore apart my house that I sold, looking for that freaking oh, hard drive. Oh, you lost it? No, yeah, and you lost never it. sold so, it again. So wait, so so the Bitcoin oh, is no. still there on the hard drive? The yeah. key well, there's the, a lot of yeah. those stories. There's yep. a belief oh, yeah. that there's at least four million Bitcoin that have been lost. Yep, there's a in I, stories like that. Yep. Yeah, there's a, there's a profile I think in the New York Times recently where this guy had uh, a drive with 
hundreds of Bitcoin on it. And he got so depressed and spiraled so deep. He used to go to the dump every single day. The dump, like the town dump in a big city, and dig through to try and find the garbage bag that had his hard drive in it. See, this sounds like something I would do, and I'm glad I didn't do it. I'm glad you did it. You know, it's kind of like when I see Tiger Woods miss a two-foot putt. I'm like, yes. And like, why are you rooting against him? I'm not rooting against him. It's just that it happens to him just like it happens to me. So you throwing out your hard drive that had Bitcoin on it, that's something I would do. Well, I never had the money, so it's not like I lost it. But, man, I sure wish I did. I wonder how much it was worth. Oh, my God. You'd have a ton of money for sure. All right. That is Big Deal No Deal each and every day at 630. All right, Cap, we're going to answer Elliot's questions. He had a laundry list of issues with the Lakers. We'll do that to wrap up the show next. We're back in two minutes. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yo, did I hear we're going to see like uh, the Backstreet Boys and uh, New Kids on the Block, NKOTB, and En Vogue? Uh, who else is going to be? Let me look it up. Um, who else? Oh, oh Peppa. No, yeah, and also Rick Astley. Rick Astley. Yeah, a little we know Rick that's the guy you want to see. Yeah, I, I don't really want to see any of these guys, but I'll go for the fun what? of it. What do you mean you don't want to see Salt and Peppa sing Shoop? Salt and pepper here, then we, in effect, want you to push it, it, babe. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Or like in Vogue, they sang a, don't know, what's some of the songs Moving by day, then at night, working up a sweat. Come on now, let's go, it's time. Salt and pepper here, yeah. George, you know any salt and pepper? Never going to get it. I know push it. In Vogue, that's it. Funch got it. Never going to get it. That's a great song. Never going to get it, never going to get it, never going to get it, never going to get it. Yeah. George, maybe you should try doing Never Gonna Get It as Chewbacca. <laughs> no, that one I can't do for sure. <laughs> or push it. <laughs> Chewie does the hits. <laughs> and it's just George going. Rick Astley. Yeah, I can't do Never Gonna Give You Up. That's too hard to do as Chewbacca. So anyhow. So Elliot called earlier, and he was fired up, man. And you know what? He brings up an interesting point. Like, no one ever talks about them. I mean, I don't want to say no one because I mentioned Stephen A. Smith actually literally says it's a magic space whenever he's on. Like, you, you, I told you to take Jason Tatum. You, didn't, you took Lonzo instead. And, but not enough people bring that up. That was mistake number one because if you had Jason Tatum, I mean, he's become one of the greatest players in the sport already. It's pretty wild when you think about it how good he's become. Yeah, but what are we going to do here? I mean, I guess it's kind of part of the fun of, of dissecting what went wrong. Well, they, basically what he's saying is they have made a lot of missteps. I understand. And that LeBron, LeBron and AD made up for some of that for a year. One year. Uh, and, and that's it. Right. You know, and the, but the miscues have been there. Well, um, look, so you got a championship, and you have the the most famous – and the greatest player of his era on your team. And you've had to deal with what comes with having the greatest player of the era on your team, which is he has a very strong opinion, and he can be an intimidating and overwhelming force. 
and therefore, more often than not, everybody does what he says. And as great a player as he is, he may not be as great of a team roster builder. But I just go back to what I said. I know a lot of people have called, and some people are buying into this, which is don't keep doing this every year. Don't keep changing the roster every year. Now, look, obviously they're going to have to have some pieces come and go, but the three main pieces, they, they believed, those three guys, they could win a championship together, and they played 21 games together. So why not go prove the world wrong rather than prove everybody right, which is Russ won't work, let's get rid of him. Especially knowing how hard it's going to be, and you're probably not going to get anything anyway. I say run it back and see what happens. Now I'm you being selfish. Just so you everybody want, knows, I'm being selfish. You want, you're being selfish because you want content. I just want Russ's post game press conferences. Now, do you do you know what um, do you do you know what's going to happen? Do you want my prediction on what would happen if they all came back? Yeah, go ahead. They'd be like a forty. 40- Eight win team, forty six to forty eight win team. Okay, then we're gonna make it into the playoffs. Uh, yeah, but it's not great. You I'm, not, know? I'm not saying it's great, but I mean, listen again. I'm. Do you know I'm, what forty eight wins would have gotten you this year? Tell me. Forty eight would have gotten you the six seed. Forty six would have gotten you the the first, the seven seed, the playing spot, mm-hmm. the top playing spot. Okay, so it's not like they would have been great. I think. Look, I'm saying that. The three main guys that all convinced the Laker front office last year, we can do this together. And anybody who would have put up any resistance, like, I don't know if Russ is the right guy. There's chemistry issues. There's obviously skill set issues. There's he's getting older. Is he still the same guy issues? Listen, as Elliot pointed out, I think it was Elliot, or maybe it was Manuel. When, when they put this team together there was an expectation that they could compete for a championship. It didn't happen. So what do you do now? Do you just revamp it all? Or do you say, wait, we only played 21 games. We never really got a chance. If I'm LeBron, I want to prove the world wrong. Just like LeBron was saying last year, hey, keep that energy. We're old. We can't do this. We can't do that. Keep that energy. People kept it. You keep the energy, LeBron. You keep your team. You built it. Now go win with it. Not in 21 games, in 60 games. I wouldn't give up yet. Because I, okay. tra- I, don't, I don't think trading Russell Westbrook is that easy to do. Oh, no, it's definitely not that easy to do. But the, if, if there are indeed teams that are willing to do it without the draft picks, I think you have to strongly consider that. You're talking about just for Russ, or are you talking about LeBron as well? No, for Russ. Okay, because you know this is the conversation that got us started on all of this. You're not trading draft picks to get to get, get rid of. LeBron. You're getting draft picks. Well, that's what I'm saying. LeBron. Getting. You're gonna. I mean, you could get yeah. stuff for LeBron. Yeah, of course you could. Yeah. And I say that, and I I really wonder how valuable is LeBron as trade bait because any team he goes to now he becomes the center of their universe, and if they're already good and they're already a contender, now all of a sudden LeBron comes walking in and he's just like I said, overwhelming. And so how many teams want uh, to... I think it depends on where he goes. Okay, so I think he's overwhelming in Cleveland. Okay, is he... I don't think he's overwhelming at, at Golden State when you had mentioned that you know he wants to play with Steph. I don't think he's overwhelming in Miami either. Well, I think he's overwhelming in Cleveland because he got them that title. I think the other places, they'd be like, you know, look, the one, the first, the, Miami would be like, we taught you how to win, 
and then the other team be like, yo, we've won plenty without you, and we've beaten you. So, well, like, you can't – you can't. It, so, it, it's the only really pl- real place where that would happen outside of here would be Cleveland. Well, I'd love to see LeBron – In those go, scenarios. Go play with Steph Curry, and, and Steph go, hey, look, um, we don't really need you, but we'd love to have you. We, we did that with KD? Right. So, we've done this already. We've proven that, that our formula works. Can you, LeBron – do what you asked Russ to do. Can you, LeBron, come to our team and fit in with us rather than making all of us adjust oh, to you? Oh, no. LeBron, if LeBron went to the Warriors, which would never happen, um, it would be incredible. <laughs> now, I don't know what the Warriors would give up. Like, you know, I guess Jordan Poole and Wiseman and a bunch of picks or whatever in that situation. But I, I would, you know, if they get to keep Steph, Draymond, and Clay, and they play with LeBron, they'd be really old. Um, but they'd be really damn good because LeBron would be the point guard and Steph wouldn't have to worry about handling the ball and Dre would have would handle the ball when LeBron's not there. They'd, I mean, if they just got a couple more shooters or another shooter just to replace Jordan Poole, like it doesn't even have to be a great shooter, just one more pretty like good shooter, they'd be in business for sure to win a bunch of championships or hey, a couple of championships. Hey, listen, be, um, you mentioned Draymond Green. Let me talk about him for a quick second. Sure. Did you happen to see last night? I did. I saw all of it. Okay. So, so he gets hit in the in the face. He his face gets cut. He's walking off the floor in Memphis. Everybody's cheering because yeah. one of the villains of the game. He has positioned himself as one of the villains of basketball. Yeah. He's getting cheered because he's leaving due to an injury, and he gives the double middle fingers to the crowd in Memphis. Right. Yeah. Now. Afterwards, they sit him down at a press conference. They're like, yo, what's up with you that? You better hurry up because we only have like a minute and change. All right. And what he says is, hey, you know what? I made $25 million this year. I'm fine. That's okay. They can find yeah, me. Yeah, he says if they find me, I made $25 million. Yeah. I'm fine. Right. He's yeah. like, otherwise, I'll just make an appearance and I'll make the money and I'll pay. Like, I love that Draymond Green is going to the Charles Barkley School of Say Anything and Set Yourself Up for a Post career broadcasting world kind of deal well, he's already well, post career he's working for them right now I, I know he is and and that's what i love about him you may not love his opinions about things but i love his brashness i i love his candor oh, and i thought it was he, great last night i think he's the one of the most interesting players in the sport because of how how just open and honest he is i don't agree with everything he says but i i i totally love him as part of the game he's one of my favorite people to talk to so, George, uh, where are you headed to tomorrow? Because you, you're out. To first. Philly. I'm doing the game three of this Philly Heat series. Okay. And then the, that so means So, Joel Embiid might be back in that game. So, All we'll right. see. Uh, Beto Duran in for the next two days. And that should always be interesting when Beto and I get together. That'll be fire and lit. A lit fire. It will be both of those things. Like Beto's shorts that he was wearing the other day on the golf course, those hot pink yeah. shorts. Yeah. Dude, wear those and bring that hot pink attitude, Beto. All right, Cappy, have a great time. Um, Don't burn down the house without me, okay? I'm going to say a whole bunch of stuff that's going to get attributed to you. Great. All right. Um, Excellent work, Lindsay and Funchy. We will talk to you mañana. Uh, I won't. They will. See ya. Have a good weekend for me.